came to my senses Yo, I stay in another dimension Fear is non-existent Suit up and swing through the city Welcome back to another episode of Suds and Cinema. My name's Kyle. And don't turn it off yet. It's not a solo episode. I am actually in Washington with Travis. Hello, hello. So, our plan uh, kind of got shifted. We we are talking Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. One of the biggest movies of the year. Everybody's hyped on this thing. But, uh... (laughs) We were going to plan on recording after Jacob got back from Nashville. We'll hear about that trip next week. And uh, I actually almost missed my flight to Washington because I thought it was on Wednesday. And it was on Tuesday. So we were not able to get together to record. But show must go on. Right, of course, Travis? yes. Uh, now I will note that I've already seen... Er, of course I've already seen Across the Spider-Verse. But uh, I've already talked about it on my show. So this will be a little bit of a rehash for me, but I'll try and keep it as fresh as possible. That's right. <laughs> and definitely check that out when it drops. But uh, yeah, it's it's going to be a big episode no matter what. We'll, uh, we'll get into some beer, of course. We have some... Travis has been accruing some special beers for me here. So we'll get to dive into one of those, maybe a couple of those. And... Uh, yeah, then we'll talk across the Spider-Verse, so why don't we uh why don't we get into we can get into the feature beer first and then I guess if we wanna wanna talk about a little bit about our trip yesterday, we can do that. Alright, you want me to I wanna be able to I wanna be able to drink this beer while I'm talking about beer, you know? Exactly. Because we didn't do enough beer drinking <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> There's no such thing as uh enough beer drinking. All right, so we have three-way IPA. The sub name is Hazy Tropics. I don't know if they always have a sub name like that, but um, I believe they do this every year. It's a typically a three-way collaboration between breweries uh, located in the Northwest, and um, this year it's uh, it's always Fort George, and then they have two supporting breweries and uh this year we have anchorage brewing out of uh anchorage alaska and then cellar maker brewing out of san francisco yeah and i uh we've I mean, you have had some fort george beers and i think you're always pretty high on them so i'm uh, pretty excited to try this all right let's want to, uh, pour it up. I'll, I'll read the uh, description here for you All right, so in ancient times, rituals and rites marked the passing of the seasons. At Fort George, we adhere to the ancient ways. We mark the beginning of summer each year with a three-way, our most popular, most loved summer seasonal. The recipe for each three-way is a months-long collaboration between Fort George and two breweries we like. Breweries we like. Oh, breweries. (laughs) Breweries we like like. Uh, This year... The brewers at Fort George, Cellar Maker, and Anchorage put their minds and souls together to create the perfect summer beer available all over the Pacific Northwest all summer long. Uh, so this one has Citra, HBC586, Crosby Comet, CGX, and Simcoe Hops. Uh, two of those I've never heard of. Must be one of those new experimental hops. <laughs> um, 
made with GW Premium 2-Row Malt, uh, RAR Pills GM Flaked Wheat, and Wireman Acidulated Malts. Uh, and the yeast is London Tropics. So they really break it down here for you. What's what's in this beer? Which I appreciate. So <clears throat> I was under the impression that this was a American West Coast style IPA because that's what it says on the can. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> the color's looking a little New England and uh, untapped, untapped as well. Say. New England, New England. So. or maybe who do we trust? <clears throat> just gonna double check and make sure there's not two different skews. Now the can says Hazy Tropics. Is that right? Let me double check. Don't see it. Do not sound confident. If it says it, I don't see it. Oh God! But this, the logo on the can matches the logo on the untapped skew that we're looking at. So okay. I think we're in the clear. It's not purple. That can isn't purple, right? Can I see it from <clears throat> no, it's green. Okay. There is a three-way IPA, West Coast Kolsch, which is an American IPA from 2023. This does not look like a Kolsch. Okay. And the can is green, so I'm, yeah. I'm going to go with the uh, with the hazy. Thank you. But I'm actually a little more excited for this now. <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> Travis here is hazy. It's half-mast immediately. <laughs> All right. All right. Cheers. Hmm. It's kind of funky. Yeah. It's a little mellow. Like very yeah. under, not under flavored, but like. Kind of has a flat flavor. Mm-hmm. Not that the beer is flat, but. No, 100%. I do taste the like stone fruit flavor though. Mm-hmm. That's definitely there. It's a little bitter, but not necessarily in a bad I, not way. Not like in a hop sense though. Like I don't get yeah, it's like, like a bitter any fruit flavor. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> uh, it's not my favorite, but I do like it. It's a. I would say it's a pretty unique tasting New England. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I mean, I can't compare it. Like place it immediately among. Um, comparing it to something else but um it's somewhat unique but yeah it's definitely not my not my favorite it might also get a little better as it uh starts to coat your uh, mouth and yeah work around in there <laughs> yeah maybe we'll return return with some better better things to say but drinkable not uh just not you know not that flavor that i'm looking for in a in a hazy yeah because it does have a really distinct Almost like sharp taste, and I feel like your mouth has to get used to it a little bit, and then it'll get better. Well, it's better than that one, that uh, cleaning product beer that you had yesterday. I didn't taste cleaning products. <laughs> well, that thing but was rough. That thing, yeah, it was underwhelming. All right, well, speaking of beers yesterday, we did a little brew hopping yesterday. Any uh, any standouts, anything that we want to mention? What did we hit? Four breweries and one bottle shop? Fremont, Fair Isle, Urban Family, and... Holy Mountain. Holy Mountain, yep. And, and then, then the Ridgewood, yeah. Yeah, so a couple the of those... standouts were obviously the dark beers. 
Travis got some stouts. No one is surprised. Yeah, but uh, no, the one, what do we have? It was the first stop, actually. That was probably the highlight uh, at Good Fremont. Old rusty Nail. Yeah, we had a beer called R- The Rusty Nail or Rusty mm-hmm. Nail. Yeah, The Rusty Nail, which is a uh, double imperial double oatmeal stout coming in at 13.2%. And that boy was hitting. Now, I, they had two variations of it. They had a nitro, and I wanted to get the nitro so bad, and Travis <laughs> laughed at me. Goes up to try to order it. It's gone. Sold out. That's, that's how you know it's good. But, uh, yeah, no, this... This uh, this stout was really good, and it uh, was the flavor notes, uh, uh, the brewer's licorice, and yeah, smoked barley, cinnamon bark, and pale malt. But uh, yeah, it was really good for a cinnamon flavored stout. I would say it's yeah. typically not like my favorite adjunct. Well, I would say like it, I, you definitely could taste the cinnamon, but like none of nothing was like. Uh, too strong. Yeah, it wasn't overpowering. Yeah, it was all balanced really well. <clears throat> yeah, which you know, a lot of the, some of those stouts, like I don't know, ones that have like cocoa or vanilla or something like that, it's like a little overpowering, and then it's just like you're smacked with vanilla and then like bourbon, and that is it. But yeah, yeah, some of them they can be if they're a little too sweet, it just tastes like you're drinking syrup almost. Yeah, they want you like <laughs> like I, yeah, I feel like they definitely push for that like to appeal to more people like oh this tastes like vanilla or this tastes like chocolate it's mm-hmm. like it's like dessert drink it but yeah my favorite stouts are, are a little bit tamer and like more balanced i feel like perfectly balanced but yeah rusty nail was a banger i think the highlight for me was the imperial brown ale out of holy mountain king's yeah. head uh it was a variant with uh, vanilla and coconut and it was a banger. Yeah, so that was interesting because it was a it was a brown, but it definitely drank more like it a... It tasted just like a, more like a, a stout, stout. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, when you get the Imperial Browns, they definitely can, you know, lean and, into that. Oh yeah, it was it was barrel aged too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that was coming in at eleven percent. I don't know if uh, it's really fair to say, but that might be the best brown ale I've had. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Uh yeah. I mean, yeah, it's hard to compare it like to because a regular to a brown, brown ale doesn't have the flavor that this had. Like this no. had a ton of flavor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's a little. That is a little unfair to. to yeah, this is a brown compare. ale on steroids. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if it tastes and drinks like a stout, then it's almost more fair to compare it to stouts. But no, that was one was really good. And Holy Mountains, the other beers that we had, the farmhouse ales. Uh, the demon teller in particular that one was just like super unique and i don't know how to it was like the right amount of sour a really good flavor and just like unique i've not really tasted anything like that yeah we did go from we had fair isle too and we had three two or three saisons from them and then going to holy mountain like i did like the holy mountain beers better yeah they just they do the saison so well yeah i also i think if you had more of feral you would have maybe appreciated them even more because i don't know if we got the best ones we were on a time crunch and yeah we're only able to try i kind of panic ordered (laughs) oh yeah you panic ordered (laughs) two breweries in a row (laughs) (laughs) 
we were uh, on a time crunch though yeah 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 going from like a yeah i had a a beer that i gave a three and then a three seven five which both of them i liked but uh then yeah going to holy mountain like you should uh were better to me you should make note of the uh the real funky one you had at the bottle shop ah yeah okay so i had a wild ale Gotta at put the bottle them in their shop, place. which they, uh, <laughs> uh, they have a, you know, they have like 40 or so beers on tap, uh, there. So we got to try, oh, I got to try Speedway Stout too, which I should, which I didn't check in. That's Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I was missing one and I just remembered it. E- Wait, did I, uh, I might no rainbow suspenders. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, wild ale. DeGard Brewing from Tillamook, Oregon. Apparently, they're very highly regarded. I'm here to uh, knock them down a peg. The Key, or yeah, the, it has to be Key. The Key Blend Number One is a wild ale. It was just the funkiest tasting beer that I've maybe not ever had, but it was weird. It was like a super sour in the front. And well, it had like, like a that, a spoiled taste yep, to it. Yep, like a yeah, kind of like a almost like it would be like warm spoiled milk. I guess would be like the closest thing, <laughs> like acidic, you know. And then uh, yeah, there's just the, ugh. even the finish like didn't leave like a good taste in your mouth. You just kind of got you had to power through the front, and then you're left with like nothing. It reminds me of those people who make fun of beer nerds and they're just like, mmm, sour milk. (laughs) (laughs) Notes of sour milk. No, let's be honest. If anybody, if anybody's giving this, this does have a four to one average. That is insane. Yeah. Nobody, no normal person is drinking this and be like, oh yeah, that's so good. They're drinking it and saying, oh yeah, it's a complex flavor that, uh, you know, you got to learn to like or whatever. And then they're fucking giving it four and a half. Get real. I'm here to take a stand against DeGard. I did not like this one either. <laughs> I scored it pretty low as well. I yeah. didn't hate it, but again, like very unique in a bad way. And then also just, I would never order this again. No. <laughs> no, thank God I got a flight, so I only drank four ounces of it, but Jesus. All right, did that you note one. that it was aged with 46-year-old tea leaves <laughs> i didn't say that but pure that, yeah, <laughs> makes sense pure tea leaves i mean yeah like i said that spoiled tea i mean like tea leaves are they're gonna be drier you know they're can't really like spoil it's not the same but um yeah it was it was interesting not in a not in a good way <laughs> but uh yeah we tried a lot of different beers yesterday and uh definitely juicing the numbers so can't wait to do it again today. Yep. Should note that we're going to Bellingham. We're going to see Matt up there. Matt's been on the show. People should know him. And uh, yeah, we're going to hang out and drink beer today too. So keep an eye on the Untapped. All right, you ready to get into uh, into the featured review here? Oh, let's do it. All right, we're talking Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Um, let's see, Spider-Man is directed by Joaquim Dos Santos. Kemp Powers and Justin K. Thompson. Uh, it is written by Phil Lord, Chris Miller, Dave Callahan, and based on characters created by Stan Lee. Stars Shamik Moore, Haley Steinfield, Brian Tyree Henry, uh, Luna Lauren Velez, 
Jake Johnson, Oscar Isaac, a few others. Plot synopsis reads, Miles Morales catapults across the multiverse where he encounters a team of spider people charged with protecting its very existence. When the heroes clash on how to handle a new threat, Miles must redefine what it means to be a hero. What did you think of Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse? You know all about being a hero, don't you? Oh, yeah. I'm the <laughs> hero. We'll get uh, into it. You want me to go first? Yeah. All right. So, <clears throat> as I stated previously, I've already talked about this, but um, I'm trying to do my best to rehash my thoughts. Well, yeah, you already have your thoughts in <clears throat> order because, you know, you've already done a two-hour podcast. On I this, never so. have my thoughts in order. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I did see it about 10 days ago, so I'll just point out that it's probably a little more fresh for Kyle. Yep. <clears throat> uh, I do like this movie a lot. <laughs> uh, I did have a kind of a big issue with the end of the movie, um, which is what brought it down for me. And I think on rewatch, I probably wouldn't have as big of an issue just because I kind of know what's in store for me. Um, mm. But... Initially, I was, yeah, pretty disappointed with the way it kind of wrapped up or was, you know, feeling like it was getting to a point and then it kind of opened itself up a bit more. And then, yeah, I, I don't I don't know what is considered a spoiler for the end of the movie, but trying to be brief. Or yeah, I mean, I guess now. stay as vague as possible. <clears throat> I didn't know. I didn't know like what happened in the end, but I knew going in that the end, that it wasn't a complete like story. Yeah. So I think I knew that, I think most people it, know that initially, like when these were in development, I think it was stated that it, there would be two. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, in preparation of watching this or while watching it, I did not have that in my mind. So I was looking for some sort of conclusion, I guess. Yeah. Um but yeah, I I do love the animation. I think this one and the first one is like a pretty high mark in terms of the just the the style and um yeah, I guess just the um the technical aspects are really strong. Mm-hmm. And then another standout for me would also be just anything to do with sound, like the sound design the music, the score, the way it's all incorporated together. Um, love that aspect of it. So yeah, I don't really have too much negative things to say um, other than kind of the way it ended. And there are maybe a couple moments where it feels um, like there's a little too much going on. And um, I don't think a lot of the Easter eggs really hit for me like they may hit for some fans. Mm-hmm. And then also... Um, I was I wasn't necessarily bored with this movie, but I do feel like there was a little bit of a pacing issue. There uh, is one point that I definitely felt it at. I'm wondering if it, I'm curious if it's the same point. Yeah, cause, well, just it <clears throat> felt a little front loaded with its action, and I mean there was a good amount of action throughout, but if there was a lull in the action towards the end, and for being such a long movie. I think it needed to like keep the pace up a little bit more or just like shorten it or tighten it up a little bit at the end. Just so I didn't really like feel its length as much as I did. Mm -hmm. All right. I had never seen 
Uh, or I'd never seen Into the Spider-Verse in full, so I watched that in preparation. Uh, I'll touch on that a little bit. But uh, I was disappointed by Into the Spider-Verse. So going into this, knowing the hype, had a little bit of chip on my shoulder. Oh, <laughs> uh, but I ended up loving Across the Spider-Verse. <laughs> I think it's far better than the first one. And I know that's some people, some people have, nobody says it's far better. A lot of people might like it more or whatever, but to me, I think it does everything better. I think the style is better or at least more interesting. Uh, Like the first one did have such a high bar set for the animation, but the plot of this movie and where it takes them and then what they do with that, I thought was a lot more interesting, um, at least visually. You know, having those different style changes through different universes that they go into. And then just like all of the character stuff and like uh, thematic elements worked more in this. Like all the family stuff was good. You know, making a choice of uh, like, I guess, what it means to be a hero and, you know, some of those elements. You really related to that? Oh, yeah. I connected to that. What does it? I'm a hero. So. I need to decide, you know, what it what does it mean? What does it mean? And um, no, all of that stuff worked a lot better. There was, I think, a much like more epic sense in this, like especially like yeah. towards the end. Uh, well, you did have the luxury of not seeing the first one uh-huh. back then, and then watching it so closely to this one. So I feel like it's very easy for you to compare the two. Yes, because uh, I haven't seen Into the Spider Verse in a few years, and but I the memory of that movie I feel like is a stronger one than my viewing experience for this one, right? And I do feel like the the first one, like there's elements and aspects of the second one that are better, but I think the first one, since it was the first one, it gets a little more points, and then yeah, I was gonna say, is it because the first one was so unique <clears throat> at the time and fresh? it's like yeah it's bonus points for that and it does feel a little more complete like there's a definitive oh it is beginning middle and end yeah it is definitely the complete but i I would agree like the the animation is definitely a step up and yeah everything's kind of bigger in scope yeah yeah and uh just like it technical stuff aside just like the characters and stuff worked for me more in this movie and uh like the first one kind of was just felt more like run-of-the-mill superhero stuff even though like yeah it was cool technically yeah, and because you had to deal with the origin story again yeah. and and so like setting up the universe and <laughs> yeah and it, like both both movies definitely have some comedy that doesn't work but i feel like in the first one with like you know the jake johnson he's in it he's not in this one as much he's definitely a character in it but and then like the team the spider team in the first one they're trying really hard (laughs) yes i would agree and uh so yeah it just it was better balance in this movie and that ended up working more so you know less eye rolls i'm definitely gonna appreciate that more (laughs) yeah uh, yeah i guess the humor is a little bit more in your face in the first one i yeah i think so for sure yeah um yeah and then i like how they give more of a spotlight to uh, Spider-Woman in this or Spider-Gwen, whatever you want to call her. Like mm-hmm. she, for 
a, there's good chunks of the movie where it's from her POV and you know what she's going through, and then they balance that well with Miles' story and kind of how they're you know two sides of the same coin trying to figure things out, both close to the same age, and it just worked more as like a coming of age story in this than I guess the first one. Like you know, again, the first one's an origin story. He's got to learn what it means or how to become Spider-Man and how to deal with that and everything. But yeah, this one was like hair darker and yeah, I just liked all that stuff more too. So yeah, I, I ended up liking it quite a bit. And uh, I mean, not that I was surprised by it, but just going, coming off of the first one and being very underwhelmed, I was surprised how much I liked this one. So yeah, I'm, I'm a little surprised myself <laughs> from, from me that I yes. liked it so much. Yeah. No, yeah, you, I, you wanted to hate this movie. Well, we should. I mean, there it's. It's we should mention that when this dropped, it became the number one movie on Letterboxd. Yes. It's sitting at a nine point oh on IMDb. I mean, there is some the hype is hyperbole, out of and yeah, the hype train is like so strong with this, and uh, you know, you always go in like, oh, all right, is this is really deserving of that? And yeah, you know, you got to put that aside, but. Uh, yeah, it's it's obviously not the best movie of all time, but it's it is very strong. Yeah, and I guess I'll say that I'm really excited for the third one, and I think it does have the potential to be like one of the best trilogies of all time. Mm-hmm. But for sure. I, I mean, they, they have to nail the third one. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm curious to rewatch the first one and the second one in preparation closer to the third one, and just get a you know a complete through line of all three and kind of be able to compare them side by side. And at least you won't have to wait five years for yeah. the next one. They already <laughs> have it, you know, on schedule for a year or two or something like that. Um, so that'll be nice. But yeah, yeah, I mean, in terms of like the trilogy thing, this one, I would like to rewatch the first one eventually, probably when maybe the new one comes out because there was stuff in the first one that like just like plot wise and story wise, I didn't love. And, um, and then, you know, the events in this movie, it kind of goes back and I don't know if it ties any loose threads or I don't know if there is any, but it just made me like rethink some of the plot stuff in the first one. And, um, yeah, I like, again, like you said, trilogy cred wise, uh, definitely could be the best superhero trilogy of all time. I mean, yeah, there's always two really good ones. And then like a right. mid one, like Spider-Man, Spider-Man, uh, I mean, Dark Knight trilogy. As I say, I know people are going to bring up Dark Knight, but the third one is not very strong. Uh, uh, no, I like the Dark Knight Rises, but... Yeah, so I mean, so do I. Compared but, uh, to the first two, because yeah. I really like Batman Begins. So do I, but some people don't like <laughs> Batman Begins. So that, I'm just saying like it, it has potential to be one of, if not the best superhero trilogy of all time. Yeah, and especially being animated and somewhat geared for kids or teens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so I guess let's, if we want to talk more openly about plot stuff and don't hold back from spoilers, so. Well, we should, I think we should talk about how it ends a little bit. Yeah, definitely. If you had an issue with that at all. Yeah, so uh, ending for me, I actually loved um, the. I thought it was going to end. There's like a fake out ending where I was like, oh, I wish it would have ended here. It kind of would have been perfect. Yeah. The moment where Gwen goes, uh, what's the other girl's name? 
the pregnant Spider-Man, <laughs> Spider-Woman. Uh, anyway, she's like on the bike, looks up, she like sees the Flash. Gwen is like going into the other universe to save uh, Miles or whatever, or to find Miles. And uh, like I thought, like there was a music swell there. I should say too that the score in this movie and the soundtrack I thought was much better. Like I feel like yeah. the first one is very soundtrack heavy, and there's yeah. like music in it, which is good, but. This one felt more score heavy in Reliant, and there's like a couple banger songs, which is what I prefer. More score, a couple good needle drops, and then you're you're good. But anyway, yeah, the, the score did stand out in this one. I did like it a lot. And yeah, I did, I can't. I mean, I know it's been a few years since I've seen it, but I don't really recall there being much of a score, or if there was, it did, yeah, it like didn't, didn't stand, stand out. out. Yeah. But the I do 20... remember a lot of songs in the first one, and mm-hmm. I only remember a. You know, there being a couple in this one. So. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the 2099 theme or whatever. Mm-hmm. It sounded like, a, you know, a Christopher Nolan movie or something. Mm-hmm. That was definitely a standout. Do you know who did the score? Did you look it up? I did not. Let's see. Oh, my boy, Daniel Pemberton. Oh, huge. huge. <laughs> did any tracks make the score bangers playlist on Spotify? Um, I'd have to go back and listen to them isolated, <laughs> but no, not yet. Not but there yet. are a couple contenders. There, yeah, there definitely are some contenders. It's, my boy, it's Daniel Pemberton. Come on. Um, Sorry, I don't, I don't know him by name. He did uh, Steve Jobs. I know oh, that. Okay. Uh, I mean, he's been working. He's been doing a lot, but he's trying driver. to think of like banger scores. <clears throat> um, <laughs> Venom, huge, huge. <laughs> Your boy. <laughs> Oh, I gotta go to composer because. Here we go. I got it. Oh, being near Cardos. I love that movie. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> you're the only one. <laughs> I'm the only one. <laughs> oh, and your your other movie, All the Money in the World. <laughs> that is huge. He did the first one too. The score, at least for it. The first what? First Spider Spider Man. Oh yeah, yeah. Spider I was like, what? There's a a first one of All the Money in the World. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's the. Uh, Kevin Spacey cut. <laughs> um, no, yeah. J- to go back to the ending, uh, there's a swell of music. I thought that would have been like the perfect ending, but they do like opening the movie on the next scene. Like, wouldn't it wouldn't have been as good or as yeah. powerful? Like, there is a cliffhanger with Miles. I think it could have ended on a cooler cliffhanger, kind of like you're alluding to. Well, yeah, but that wasn't like a cliffhanger. I mean, it's like a it is in a sense, but the stronger one, like they, they definitely build. Okay. So there's, there's that fake out ending. Then there's the real ending where miles it's revealed. I love, which I love that reveal that he goes and he's actually not actually in his own universe. Mm-hmm. So he goes to, he thinks he gets home, uh, talking to his mom or whatever. And then we find out that in this universe, uh, his dad has died. His uncle Aaron is alive. And that, Miles Morales in this universe is the Prowler. So they both Huge come twist. back. Uh, and I like the reveal where it's like, you know, he is uh, talking to his mom. There's like some mention of his hair or whatever. And then it kind of they it plays out that uh, that he's not in the right one. And that he's sent to 42 because of the spider from the first one. And anyway, I like that reveal. But uh, they definitely play it up like it's going to be like this oh my god like huge shocking twister moment or whatever and mm-hmm. i don't know all of like the comic lore so 
maybe that was more impactful for other people. <laughs> but I don't. <laughs> I mean, it was cool, but like, yeah, it it definitely felt like a moment where they were going like for something that was like, holy shit, like mm-hmm. this moment will change everything, and it was fine. Yeah. I, yeah, for me, I mean, I guess I wasn't expecting it to end or end where it ended. Um, and it did feel like it ended a little abruptly. And just like it, it, talking about the end in general, I felt like it was reaching a conclusion and then it started adding more to the story. And then it like felt like it left on a cliffhanger. Like a kind of like almo- yeah. almost even like a freeze frame. Like, I don't know. It, it just seemed a little <laughs> too abrupt for me. <laughs> hmm. I mean, I guess I knew after just being aware of the time, the runtime and leading to this twist or whatever, then like I knew that it was going to end soon. Like I knew that he wasn't going to get out of there. Like I knew that he was yeah. going to stay in captivity or whatever. And like, that's how it was going to end. So, I guess, I don't know if it felt, like, abrupt to me, but you're saying, like, from a story sense that... Uh, yeah, because I it, it feel like it does start to add more to the story, and then, I don't know, I would have just rather them try and wrap it up a little sooner, and then maybe go into some of the end, you know, add it on to the beginning of the third one. Right. Yeah, see, and that's where I feel like that moment it it does kind of feel like a almost like a tv episode in that sense because yeah. tv always ends on a cliffhanger to get you to watch the next episode mm-hmm. it's kind of you don't find that gross at all uh i do i that's what i'm saying is like <laughs> i don't know if i would have liked it more if that scene was in the beginning of the third one though this is the beginning of the end <laughs> because it doesn't i gotta think about like the journey and where if like it could have ended earlier and like it, that one would have been fine but then the third one okay, i feel like would, have, would have felt imagine off. a world where all of our blockbusters end with to be continued <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> okay but they're planning a trilogy season here. one it's, episode one. <laughs> okay let's talk about another trilogy lord of the rings we yeah we end the first movie on them looking out like onto the path that they have to take right but it does feel like it wraps up and boom it does feel like it wraps up part one though well and ends at a good point i agree those movies are better but this (laughs) this is uh again geared towards kids and i feel like they are geared towards kids and it's two hours and 15 minutes yeah yeah true okay (laughs) they are definitely trying to they are do you know people's attention spans these days (laughs) it is gross to think about but it feels like they are this is some kind of ploy box office ploy too oh yeah they need to get butts and seats for the third one like well this isn't the first time this has been done i mean hunger games turned their last movie into two movies sure uh harry potter did it twilight did it i mean a lot of franchises (laughs) have cut up the, the last bit into two Oh, you're saying that this early, like before this movie was a trilogy, or before this was a trilogy, it was only going to be in two parts? That was the original plan? Uh, I didn't know No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. I don't even know if they had plans for a trilogy. Mm. I think they obviously wanted to make sequels to the first one. 
Yeah, that is something that the first one, even though the first one's complete, because this one is so reliant on having a sequel, that mm-hmm. it kind of feels weird. Because like they do make I, connections to the first movie, but it's like they didn't yeah. have to. They just happened to like re to the writing was clever enough to work in the first movie. Yeah. Well. But like they could have, yeah, they could have ended it at one and just like done. Yeah, and I'm not saying the runtime doesn't, or I'm not saying that the movie doesn't warrant its runtime, or even the story doesn't warrant like another whole part. It's just for me viewing this as a standalone movie, it was just disappointing the way it decided to wrap up. But again, I think if I watched it, if I watched it again, I would have less of an issue with it. Yeah, yeah. But again, going and watching back to another it, trilogy, that would be like watching the Two Towers as a standalone movie. Can't do it. Like I still feel a, like there's it, a whole three hours before that that you miss out. And the yeah, but I still feel like those movies do better about like coming to an end point in their respective parts. I haven't seen Two Towers yeah. in a long time, so. It's yeah, hard no, to talk on it. Got, fell asleep during fellowship. <laughs> no, I didn't hates, fall asleep. I love Lord fellowship. of the Rings. <laughs> okay, that watch, was a huge re-watch. watch fellowship, rewatch it, and then don't even finish the trilogy. Just <laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs> Jesus Christ, fellowship's the best. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah, I just think that like them making this movie. There's obviously, I'm pretty sure that they already like have been working on or started the third one. That's why it's coming out so soon. Yeah. Like there's there's an obvious trilogy plan, there's an obvious sequel plan, so I know what you're saying about the judging it as a standalone, but that stuff like didn't bother me, especially as much as I kind of thought it would. Just like with the ending, hearing about the ending how it's not a complete like finish or whatever. Yeah. It just felt it f- like I was like I was invested and it felt epic and like the conclusion too. like they don't really bring they have that you know that team shot or whatever Mm -hmm. of the spider people like going rogue almost and that was like just gets you going you know oh yeah (laughs) totally (laughs) well we we don't have to harp on that aspect anymore um story is (laughs) probably my the least interesting aspect of movies anyway so yeah, of course. <laughs> no, I, I am a, uh, I'm a style guy. So I know what you're saying. Uh, speaking of style, the I know we mentioned it in general thoughts, but I can't emphasize enough the different styles that they go to in different universes, and then how those characters keep that style when they're in a different universe mm-hmm. was pretty awesome. Except Spider Gwen. I feel like when she goes to her universe, you know how it's very watercolory. Yeah, she like their her animation changes, but then when she goes back, I think she's like the only character that like they just revert back to into the Spider Verse mm. animation with her because she doesn't look that way. She doesn't consistently look the same. I didn't really notice. I'm pretty sure because <laughs> <laughs> she definitely changes. Like, there's definitely like it's almost more like brush strokes in to like color her and to like make her look rather than that i don't i guess i don't really know what the style is for miles morales's universe the Mm -hmm. earth's six whatever 16 something uh 
but yeah, I feel like they go back. She goes back to that look when it, everybody else stays the same. It doesn't make sense why she's the one that changes. Yeah. It's almost like they had a model from the first movie and they're like, oh, it'd be easier to just reuse this rather than right to, to make a whole new one for this. Well, yeah, I know the, this movie did take quite some time to make. Yeah. I had heard that the chase with the spider. Yeah, the big sequence that, towards yeah, the, the middle huge, of the movie. Yeah, the spider where society. Where we see every fucking spider I heard it like took years to animate or something. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. I mean, it would make sense. There's so much going on. and For sure, yeah. Everyone has like a different style going on it, too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, because I don't know how, I don't, yeah, I don't know how all that shit works, but I imagine trying to do different styles crossing each other all the time in one shot would be pretty hard to do yeah but we should talk about that scene that you know i feel like it's the one of the tentpole moments and it's got a lot of people talking it is but i mean i will say that it was not my favorite moment <laughs> okay my yeah. favorite was the, the like the opening sequence with uh, the way vulture. the movie opened was awesome yeah with, with vulture yeah i was hyped <laughs> i thought that was yeah that was great too that that animation uh, on him you know how it's he's drawn like a it's like, like old timey they mm-hmm. make him look old timey yeah that was a good scene uh i i did like the spider society chase through once it got to especially like the tra- the train to the or it's like the elevator to the moon or something yeah <laughs> i don't really know where they were going but that was cool um but yeah the i just don't get I get it's more of like for comedy or like to show how many multiverses there are, but just like some of the different, like the Peter parked car. Like, <laughs> does that make sense? Can a spider bite a car? I feel like it's just a the bit. dinosaur. Yeah, it's yeah. a bit. But <laughs> dinosaur one. And also well, how you know all about bits. <laughs> but it needs nuts. Uh, and also like if, if all of these spider people are here in this universe, who's fighting crime and there's yeah, here's the logic yeah, I mean, i'm just saying like <laughs> they're all just hanging out in this building and it's like they, they had to come from somewhere kyle's corner am i, am I wrong no come on <laughs> who's fighting crime oh my god there's people dying out there yeah we didn't see miles morales go to the bathroom once this movie's so unrealistic <laughs> well they they're just hanging out in this building and then they then they chase him through his and like they or they team up and go to other universes or whatever. Who's staying? Yeah, who's helping protect the AMA? Hey, nit- nitpick the movie all you want. We're saying that's a small. <laughs> that is a, a small thing. But I also hated hated the meme moment. Oh, Spider meme. Yes. Sorry, No Way Home beat you to it. Can't put it in your movie. <laughs> Can't put it in. People did love that in my theater. Oh, I, I bet. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> take it out did was your theater mostly empty since you went so <laughs> 10, early 10 30 in the morning yeah yeah i'm pretty sure i was the only one even though there was a seat that was sold when i was picking out my ticket mm. or picking out my seat there was a, a seat behind me that was taken but they never came nobody ever came so hmm. i don't know if they do that to uh give the give the the uh perception that people are going or but anyway uh, um, one character slash aspect we have not touched on at all. That is a important one would be spot the villain spot. Yeah. Uh, I thought the, the fight sequence near the beginning between him and miles was pretty sweet. Yeah. I like, I like him and I like him. I like what they do with his character too. Mm-hmm. How he's like, 
oh, villain of the week or whatever. And like they make a joke out of it. And then he becomes, you know, he's obviously going to be the big bad. Yeah. I like his origin too, how it kind of ties into the, well, yeah, it ties tie into the first one. Yeah. I like that too. And I like, <laughs> I liked, uh, just his, the voice acting, Jason Schwartzman, like very mm-hmm. recognizable. And yeah, he did a, he yeah, did a good job. Like he's good for that kind of role. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But no, yeah. Spot was good. Um, what was I going to say? The, His, uh, yeah, going back to his origin, like you said, going back to the collider, that's one of the moments that ties back to the first movie and ties it in well. Because, like, I don't I don't really remember him being in the first movie, and I would be curious to go back and see if they ever, like, show him or make mention of him. Right. But, yeah, just, like, his origin and how it, how that, uh, they, they tie in him being able to jump across there's like three different you know there's there's a lot of different ways to travel in the multiverses here Mm -hmm. like him the collider then his power and then you have the watches or whatever yeah and that i feel like they're gonna well it does it does feel like one of those comic booky villain origin stories anyways yeah even though they don't make note of it in the first one (laughs) there's this it's not the first time it's happened where it like the second one flashes back or you know Later in the movie, it flashes back and it it shows the moment that the the villain came to be or whatever. Yes, yeah, <clears throat> that's true. And I think I feel like they are leading up to some like Miles having to use his like intellect or because like they make an obvious mention in this that he's going he's interested in studying like quantum physics because of what he, what he went through in the first movie. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like he's like gonna have to use whatever he learned or something to, I got to kind of finish, wrap up the story and prevent this. What are you looking at? Oh, I'm just seeing where we're at on time. Okay. How are we doing? Doing great. Okay. <laughs> I think we're almost done. Uh, I do. Okay. Speaking of nitpicks, I forgot I took a couple notes. I got some nitpicks for okay. right here. Since you had the theater to yourself. Yep. Just whipped out my phone. Took some notes. <laughs> uh, there's only a couple, but absolutely hated when they would put text up on screen to basically like describe like a term that was said or something like they don't that's to me one of the worst sins treating your audience like an idiot i know this movie's for kids but yeah but figure it out the reason for that was to like it was like it happens homage. multiple times yeah though. but it's like paying homage to like a comic book i feel like and it don't comic care book style it totally it fits out. the movie though get it out in a comic, you read a comic and they have a, ter- a little glossary sure. term pop up. I'm pretty sure. Ugh, I don't read comics, but didn't have like you ever it. read a book? Like sometimes there's like you know like footnotes of more information. Uh, I mean, I guess, but <laughs> it's like I think it's just paying homage to like don't like its it. origins essentially. Take it out. Oh my god, hate it. It totally makes sense though. <laughs> I mean, hey, I can make as much it, sense as wants. I don't like it. It's your opinion, but okay. it all makes sense, and I liked it. <laughs> well, okay, but it, it really didn't have an impact on me, to be honest. It had impact. Didn't on like me. it. Didn't dislike it. <laughs> what did you think about the recycled jokes? The, For, uh, I think it's a Banksy. Oh, you didn't like pretty that? gross. <laughs> pretty gross. 
didn't even make it. It wasn't even as good as the first one. Like, Did you the like, delivery the, and, like the like uh, non-bread dro- jokes? Non-bread? Yeah, when he's th- the uh, Indian Spider-Man. Oh, non. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, what was the non-bread? Making fun of Americans for calling like, because non is bread. So saying that non-bread oh, is redundant the, okay, and well, chai I, tea. Yeah, yeah. The non, that was like a, that must have been like in the, in the, the long because he like explains the whole thing and like that must have been another one but yeah it starts Mm -hmm. with the chai tea i think yeah that one okay so that was pretty good but then it comes back later Mm -hmm. in like another way that was even better i think i know what you're talking about yeah i I can't really remember exactly blurry but but i do recall that yeah but like the first time i was like uh you know clever the second time it's even better i don't remember how they tie it in but yeah they worked that in that i did like that yeah and I like I like the I love the Indian Peter Parker too, mm-hmm. and like his look and design and everything. Yeah, that was good. Uh, what do you think about Spider Punk? Uh, that's everyone's favorite. Everyone's favorite. You know who does <laughs> the voice of that? I just I didn't know. Uh, is it uh, Daniel Kaluuya? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that till today. I didn't realize that in the while as I was watching it, but yeah, I knew that after the fact. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because he's he's got it. He's going, you know, his full his regular accent. Mm-hmm. I feel like most of the time he has to put on an American accent yeah. for movies, and now he just gets to talk regularly. Must be nice. Um, okay, I don't have too much else to say. Those are my nitpicks. Recycle jokes uh, and text on screen. Get it out of here. <laughs> be better. <laughs> gotta find something. Gotta find something. Not a perfect movie. <laughs> yeah, definitely not a perfect movie. But liked it a lot more than I thought. Okay, anything else? Let's rate it. Uh, I'm good. All right, what are you saying out of five stars? I'm saying four stars. Four? Yep. <laughs> what, is that too low? I'm going 4.5. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it Go sounded like that. you like this movie more than me. I mean... That's true, yeah. With the yeah with the big element that we talked about, the ending and stuff, how that mm-hmm. works, yeah, I guess that, that would make sense. In my Now, I will probably. say that I do reserve the right to reevaluate it oh as every movie when, you gotta rewatch uh, it though <laughs> <laughs> yes uh closer to when the third one releases I, i'd like to recontextualize the whole trilogy yeah no it'll be nice to to watch both of those back to back when yeah. the third one comes out and then it's like you know you get that you get that plot thread like satisfied as soon as you go to the theater or whatever mm-hmm. like if you watched it within a couple days and yeah it's gonna be good What's the release date on that next one? Twenty twenty is it twenty twenty four or twenty twenty five? Twenty twenty four. Okay. That's what I thought I think so too. But I have heard rumors that it's probably gonna get delayed. Yeah, I kinda, I think I heard the same. Okay. Um let's move on to should we you wanna do that other beer? Oh yeah. I'll go grab it. Once we do that, I don't think we'll have uh, you didn't even so. finish the other one? I'm savoring. <laughs> it's only eight ounces. <laughs> All right, so we are going to do uh, another feature beer. Like I said, we got a lot of bangers here to try, so I wanted to uh, wanted to juice the episode a little bit since I don't think we have too much else to talk about movie-wise. But uh, we have a dessert sour, I believe, next. Travis is going to talk about it. All right, so we have Stuffed Bananas Foster. Stuffed is a series that Claim 52 does. Claim 52 is a brewery uh, i love saying that word uh is (laughs) out of eugene oregon and 
as Kyle mentioned, it is a dessert sour. It's a smoothie style sour brewed with milk sugar and conditioned on banana puree, buttered rum, caramel, cinnamon, and vanilla. Sounds pretty good. Looks a little reminiscent of cum. With a, with a little yellow love. hint. <laughs> love that. Just how we like it. it Hopefully this one be. doesn't explode on me. That is Ethic Boy. Oh, I should give this to you, I guess. Yeah. Very excited for this because, um, what did we have? We tried a couple of theirs. So we tried a couple of these uh, when we went to the 450 North Corn Maze Beer Fest. We had. Oh, you had Claim 52 there? Mm-hmm. Oh. I've had stuffed uh, blueberry toast crunch and stuffed peanut butter and jelly. And the blueberry, blue, 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 the blueberry toast crunch was a banger. I bet. Wow, this is bomb. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I love Bananas Foster, too, so. It's really good. Yum. It's got a nice creamy oh, man. banana. Oh, it's creamy. <laughs> it is creamy. Wow. Now, with all these smoothie beers, I'm glad I'm not drinking a 16-ounce can of this to myself because it is a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Just like you wouldn't want too big of a piece of uh, Bananas Foster's piece. <laughs> Would it be a piece? Yep. I don't uh, No. I don't know. <laughs> no. Too much. A serving? A dish? Yeah. A dish? A large serving you wouldn't want to yourself. <laughs> um, cl- wait. That chunk, the chunk spumoni that I had before, that was from Drecker. Yeah, that was But Claim 52 does a chunk stuffed also. They have a fruity cereal. Sorry, I'm just looking at some I bet of that was a collab with uh, Drecker. Oh. Oh, chunk stuffed. Yeah, you're right. Nailed it. <laughs> that would make sense. I'm an idiot. Okay. Wow, yeah, they have a lot of these that are very highly rated that sound delicious. I've had blackberry churro waffles too. That was also a banger. Uh, all of these. I had if the. If you find any of these, I had the chunk stuff fruity cereal. Oh yeah, it's good. Mm-hmm. It was good. It was kind of like uh, basically like tricks the beer. Hmm. This one's one of the lowest rated stuffs. The one Foster. we're drinking right now. Yeah. I think it's one of the best ones. I think it's because it's banana. People like are very split on banana. Polarizing. Yeah. I love banana. I do too. I love artificial bananas. <laughs> I love real bananas. Like <laughs> things shaped like bananas. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Anything and everything banana. Mm. No, it's delicious. Perfect ABV too. Six and a half. That's what you love to oh, yeah. see. This might I'm get uh, going... full marks. Oh, easy. Easy full marks for me. <laughs> I don't know if there's a stuff that I haven't given a five. I'd have to go back and look. <laughs> no, it slaps for real. Yeah. I'm glad we tried this one. It lived up to the hype. All right. Well, I almost, any... I will point out that I almost yeah. did not get this one. The only reason why I got this is because 
uh, Dan actually purchased this to go mm-hmm. and uh, they charged him for two. And instead of processing a refund for one, he was like, oh, I'll <laughs> just take two cans. And then I was standing right next to him and uh, yeah. he offered me one. There of you them. go. So wow. thank you, Dan, <laughs> for the banger beer. Well, that worked out perfectly. I say anytime you see stuffed, if I'm coming over, <laughs> stock up. <laughs> stock up on it. All right. Let's get into uh, a little bit of Nana reviews here. Um, well, actually, real quick. I think we yeah. did leave a stuffed on the uh, the shelf yesterday. Oh, at uh, Ridgewood? Yeah. We didn't, I didn't really look that much. Actually, though. it we might were... have been a different series but very similar to stuffed oh okay well yeah we that might have been thick i think they have a thick series too Mm. claim 52 yeah yeah two c's of course yeah (laughs) of course uh yeah like you said i mean we were on a time crunch we saw the three-way you're like oh that they only do that yearly seasonally Mm -hmm. gotta get that and then got a couple other things but yeah didn't take didn't spend too much time there unfortunately okay Uh, I do. I have a couple small things to say on Into the Spider Verse, and I guess I need to justify my rating because more bl- spider talk, blasphemous. Love it. Well, <laughs> haven't got enough spider talk. In the there's last just week. a. <laughs> there's a couple. A lot of these are nitpicks, so I'm trying to go through and just only find the things that like actually have some credence to them, not things that just don't bother me or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, already mentioned it but the comedy in this very in your face i don't think it works as well spider pig in particular i don't mind spider pig okay i don't mind him um did you give it a specific example of the humor you did not like then (laughs) not that you need to but yeah i know um (laughs) i wish i did like make a specific example but you you did kind of mention the jake johnson character yeah he was a little much in the first one yeah. I would agree. From memory, at least. Right. Him. He plays a bigger role, and they do give him more attempts at just making little. Yeah, uh, it's, it's funny usually when they're together, they're there. back and forth, uh, you know, him asking him to do his powers on command. And Where are you at on Jake Johnson? You like him, dislike him, think he's funny? I kind of annoying. I do <laughs> like him, but yeah, it definitely depends on the material. Given. I think he can be annoying, but yeah, I wouldn't say I dislike him. Yeah, there's like, I mean, biggest example would be New Girl, right? I don't know if you've seen all of that. I used to watch it just because I was obsessed with Zoe Deschanel. Zoe Deschanel. <laughs> uh, like, I like that show, but there yeah. are like, there's times when like the comedy dips like, you know, super low, and then there's right. other clever stuff. So. It's it's something that like um more split on, but but that's also just like a mainstream sitcom too. So you have to expect some of that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Kind of like Modern Family. I think Modern Family is pretty funny, but at times it's like yeah, a little too nice or you know. <laughs> it's the times when like they just like dip into like obvious territory or like I'm trying to think of something with Jake Johnson's character, like the old guy that he befriends or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, the Tran. I think his name's Tran. I haven't watched just, that like, show. Some in obvious years. stuff with that. But yeah, it's a. Uh, again, I like him, mostly depending on what material he's given. Yeah, I guess I don't know anything that he's done. I like him original. in his like dramatic roles or more dramatic roles. I mean, he usually has some sort of comedic element to his character. Yeah, of course. In yeah. most cases, but um, I like uh, Drinking Buddies quite a bit. I don't know if I was that high on that. I've only seen it once. Come on, it's got the beer bump. I know, but. <laughs> 
Let me see. I was not a fan of Drinking Buddies. Ouch. <laughs> Too mumblecore for you. Probably. Too indie. Probably. <laughs> Sorry, Joe. Um, Damn. Okay, anyway. J- yeah, comedy. I wish I had a clear example, but, I mean, you, you know what I'm talking about. I think Drinking Buddies is a, it was all right, 4.5. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Let's see. Okay. A lot, some of the, okay, so some of the character stuff in the first one, they don't have, like, they do the Spider-Man origin, so a lot of the stuff with, like, other characters, especially, like, the Prowler is left out, mm-hmm. and you're, I guess you have to know the lore to really get that, but, like, his motivations, if you just watched the first movie, they would be so unclear. Yeah. Like, you have no idea why he's doing what he's doing, and it doesn't make sense, like, if you just watched the movie. Again, if you know the lore, it might help you a little bit. I did look it up and I guess it works, but, um, and the, uh, the leap of faith moment, mm-hmm. um, like the, not when he's Spider-Man, but like that's, or it is when he's learning or finally like becomes, you know, like fills the role of Spider-Man. Uh, but then they tie that back into the end and it's very gross that, uh, Peter Parker says you have to take a leap of faith rather than Miles telling Peter Parker that. I know it's been a while since you've seen the movie. Mm-hmm. There's a moment where they're, he's saying like he came back right to, to help and like to save the day or whatever. And there's this moment where he's like, yeah, you know, I, I, I learned that what you need to do is take a leap of faith, but he doesn't say it. It's so weird. Peter Parker says it to him. It just was like, why why that come on if you reverse that that would have been huge but there's a lot of like small stuff like that it's like why did it I go down this the way script. i do as I'm always you, i will read through all these i'll do a pass through for you I'll, a script doctor that's what yeah that's what i need to be kyle md yeah that's right sd uh also at the end their fight, him and Kingpin's fight, it makes no sense that like Kingpin has him dead to rights and he just like lets him get up and even like put a hand on him. He like lets him get up and do like the shoulder touch thing. Mm-hmm. Also a gross callback to Uncle Aaron telling him how to riz, riz some ladies to the shoulder touch. <laughs> then he zaps him. I, I don't even know why he has electric powers too. I don't really want to get into that because it's a comic book movie, but yeah. does that make sense? I don't know. Uh, yeah, a lot of nitpick stuff besides that. And again, thematically character wise, I think it was a lot weaker than the second one. So, and the, so the director, director crews of the first and second are different, right? Yes. I don't know. I think three people directed the second one. Three people did and they're doing the the third one also. Okay. Um, yeah, I thought I kind of always was under the impression the first one was, was like directed by Lord Miller, but it's, it's not. Is it just produced and I think they wrote it mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, produced by, uh, Bob Perchetti, Perchetti, Peter Ramsey and Rodney Rothman. So it was, oh, three, it was three as well. The first one as well. Interesting. But, uh, yeah, didn't liked it. Don't get me wrong. Liked it a lot. Animation is still amazing. <clears throat> one of the first that did that super hyper stylized animation yeah which sony kind of like took that and said oh we're gonna do this for all of our movies now but mm-hmm. fine with it 
liked it a lot. Uh, I ended up giving a three and a half and could go up on a reevaluation with the trilogy, like yeah. you said. So, okay, you have anything? Uh, I could talk about a few things, hear it. but I'll try and be brief on them. Uh, I guess I could touch on the new Little Mermaid. I know mm, you guys yeah, reviewed we about this that last week. recently, yeah. And I'm pretty much in alignment with everything you guys said. Um, don't know what Javier Bardem is doing these days. <laughs> and I do think it looked pretty bad at times, especially with how dark it was and mm-hmm. how CG heavy it was. And I mean, it's a lot of the underwater hard. stuff. Yeah. It's hard to do water like that unless you're yeah. James Cameron and <laughs> yeah. spend 20 years making a movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, yeah, a little too long. Don't know if the new songs really added much. The character design. I mean, yeah, I feel like I'm just repeating everything you guys said, but I did feel. Well, it's good to hear you're revalidated. <laughs> yeah, very similar. <laughs> like uh, the design of the Sebastian and yeah, so Flounder. Like, it, ju- it just kind of uh, puts like a spotlight on like reasons why you shouldn't be converting these to live action. <laughs> yeah. Well, or at least not like I said. You don't have to go photorealistic. Yeah. Why? Are you, like, makes no sense. Right. Yeah. <laughs> We're you're in a movie with a giant sea witch and like mermaids. You don't have the fish doesn't need to be photorealistic. Right. Yeah. Like, take some artistic license. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then yeah, the the best parts were probably Halle Bailey and Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, Melissa McCarthy's not really my jam, but I think she worked well as Ursula. Yeah, good casting for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, cool. I also watched Reality, that new Sydney Sweeney movie on Oh, Max. yeah. <laughs> I had heard about that. Uh, this was a perfect plane watch. <laughs> I also went on a trip recently and uh, loaded this one up for in-flight viewing. And... Uh, I did like it overall. I gave it three stars. I feel like it's kind Good of the pass. perfect three-star movie. <laughs> uh, it's you know worth a watch, but beyond that, I don't think it has any like rewatchability. What? Is or, it just like a straight-up drama? Like no. I mean, it's basically a vehicle for Sydney Sweeney to show that she can act, <laughs> uh, which she can. Um, I do think her performance is probably the the main thing of note here. Um, I guess one interesting aspect of the movie is all of the dialogue is basically taken directly from the uh, transcript of the recording that took place uh, with, you know, from the event that is in the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, pretty interesting story. I didn't really know this story at all. I don't follow the news. I know I suck. I'm a terrible citizen. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought it was pretty engaging for what it was, and it's only like 80 minutes, so it doesn't overstay its welcome or anything. But it is mostly just people talking in a room. Yeah. Um, but because of that, it or yeah, it's still pretty entertaining given that it's mostly like a one location. Is that like a budgetary movie. thing, do you think? Did it feel Probably. Budget? Yeah, because yeah, it was like a direct-to-streaming <clears throat> mm-hmm. movie for uh, HBO or whatever. Yeah. And um, I will also point out that there's a couple stylistic choices that weren't like mind blowing or anything crazy, but um, at least it added a little flair to it. <laughs> mm, yeah. Very cool. Uh, okay, I'll go. 
I, speaking of plane watches, I rewatched The Bad Batch on my plane right here. Your girl. From my girl. (laughs) And uh, yeah, I'd only seen it one other time. It is directed by Anna Lily Amapur. So, you know, definitely getting the free pass there. But as uh, Travis Will will tell you, I uh, I know when to I know when to admit I'm wrong. Oh, <laughs> and I was definitely wrong on the bad patch. Uh, In what way? I gave this a four point five the first time I watched wow. it. Okay, it is not that good. Um, uh oh, it is okay. So I'm I'm saying so it's it did not- have the the bump. A big bump, it sounded like. Big bump down. No, well, no. It was the first time you watched. No, no, no. It. <laughs> it, that taking her out of it, I think. I don't. I don't remember why I loved it so much. It is because did you know that you loved her the first time? That's you what I'm saying. This? Is I don't think I did. I don't think you fell in love with her until you rewatched Girl Walks Home Alone. Tonight. Yeah, and we talked uh, about it. Was it. Huge. Yeah, <laughs> on the show. <laughs> That's yeah, because I liked that her. movie the first time, and that went yeah. way up. This right. opposite effect. <laughs> Interesting. I still like this movie. I'm gonna. Do you still love her? All of this, and I still. <laughs> well, because she might be a Mona Lisa and the Blood Moon was not that good either. She might be a one trick. <laughs> might be a one trick. She needs to go back to filming in Iran, black and white. Then we'll be then we'll be set. Um, okay. Anyway, it is like stylish and there's a lot of sequences that I really like but as like a story in a movie it just does not flow well she's not concerned about that no (laughs) but what is it like not excuse there's so much to draw from uh a girl walks home alone at night and this is like very obviously trying to say something about I don't know like prison reform and America and a lot of other things but it's so heavy handed and like, so it's not like it's very surface level in what it's actually saying. And there's a lot of like visual cues that are like just gross, like vomit inducing, like the whole dream thing, Keanu Reeves character, the dream, like you can have the dream. If like the dream, if you let the dream in you, like just these like stupid turns of phrases that are like so bad. And yeah, I was, this was, when did this come out? 2016 i probably watched it close to that and i was you know dumber and hadn't seen as young dumb and full of cum yeah i was like (laughs) oh man this is like so smart and so cool but no it's not trust me um yeah visually i still like it and i think the performances are good very there's there's one there's at least one good dance sequence right yeah oh yeah (laughs) they all drop acid and dude that scene with like the dj and like he's like in like a makeshift uh it looks like a boom box but mm-hmm. it's like a truck and like it's like l- lights up like that pretty sick and they drop acid and dance <laughs> and the yeah it's pretty awesome do you know what the song is during that s- scene uh, no i did try to take note of some of them because there's some bangers mm. in here there's some good music but uh yeah it just um it it doesn't flow well like there's it's almost plotless and it almost kind of subverts. I don't know if it's wanting to do that, like subverting expectations. Like they set up like this mission, like to go rescue this girl. Right. And then like 
oh, boom, this guy gets shot. And it's like, okay, well, that's not happening anymore. Then let's pivot to, oh, you think this is going to happen? Nope, cut that short. This is what actually happens. Mm -hmm. And yeah, uh, it's, again, sequences in it are really good. But overall, as a complete movie, it doesn't work as well. It's just a vibe. It's a vibe, yeah. (laughs) I'm going to go down to a light 3.5. With the, okay, it could go down more or it could go up. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm giving it room to do both. I want to hear. I actually, this makes me want to like so find. This, this is the first calibration. Well, I need to. I, I'm gonna. I'm yeah. This is the first one, and then I'm going to put my faith in Anna Lillian Poor. I'm gonna find some interviews and ha- let her redeem herself, and then I'll rewatch it and then get it up to a five. There you go. Yeah, got to force feed it now. Do you know what her next project is? I don't know it off the top of my head, but I know she has some stuff in the works. I don't want to get, I don't want really want to talk about uh, the Blood Moon, whatever that title mm-hmm. is. But um, <laughs> I will say that I think if she was given a bigger budget, she could make cooler movies. Yeah, especially that one. I think if it had a bigger budget, it would have been better. Yeah, I can, I can see that for sure. <clears throat> Problem is getting you know getting the budget now after some of these like misses like right well at least that like who that came and went like nothing right yeah no one's no one's really uh rushing out to see her movies exactly yeah so so no one's gonna be rushing to give her any money i feel like she needs <laughs> to make a like make another like indie banger like a girl walks home alone at night right. and have like some big streaming service buy it or whatever and then push yeah. it for her Get some clout in her name again. Yeah. Yeah. It, which might be her next one. I don't know. It has nothing about it, but it's called Please Give Me You. Or she could just keep doing um, like random TV episodes and <laughs> yeah. uh, work on her craft a bit more. Yeah. I still need <laughs> to get around to finishing Cabinet of Curiosities. That's what, uh, I never watched her episode. Oh, either. yeah. I only watched the one by Panos. Panos, yeah. yeah. That's kind of what Ty West did. He took a huge break from making movies and just made a bunch of TV. Yeah. Now he's got... Yeah. And now he's got a huge trilogy in the works for A24. (laughs) Very true. Um, Okay, do you have anything else? Uh, I could, well, I'm most likely not going to be on the Indiana Jones premium. Mm -hmm. So I could touch on the first two really quick. Oh, yeah. So I actually have seen all of these. Uh, I think I rewatched them all about 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, But they did still feel like pretty fresh watches because didn't really grow up with them as a kid. So, um, yeah, I, I don't have like any nostalgia for them really, but, um, yeah, I do really like Raiders, the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what I appreciate most about it is just comparing it to blockbusters of today. Like it's pretty fun and inventive and also doesn't really get bogged down in, like special effects or story it's like pretty breezy and entertaining and i just like the inventiveness of some of the action sequences and stuff because you know he's not relying on cg for spectacle yeah it's all practically done um so yeah like that one a lot um and then temple of doom i feel like i'm a little higher on it than i should be (laughs) oh boy (laughs) but and that's because I think the ending is pretty awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. There's like one big action sequence towards the end that I think really saves the movie for me. Um, but like the first half or so, I think is really bad. Brutal, yeah. Like I know Jacob was talking about how 
bad the, the movie is and I can totally see where he's coming from just because tonally it's all over the place at the beginning and like some of the attempts at humor with um the the, the female lead oh the f- oh yeah uh, are kind of cringe <laughs> yeah and just if a little outdated and like a little too obvious like kind of how you were talking about with into the spider-verse humor just like way in your face and mm. um yeah i was not digging it uh really and then towards the last like 30 45 minutes is when it really picked up because of that huge action sequence yeah i feel very validated in jacob saying that you saying that because that was always my least favorite indiana jones Mm -hmm. but like people just hold the whole trilogy up in such high regard that it's like if i feel like it kind of gets overrated because it's in the middle of like two great films yeah and it's like not really that good just Mm -hmm. But, like, people love Indiana Jones no matter what. Well, until you get to Crystal Skull, I guess, and people shit on him. Yeah. I, yeah, I think it's an uneven movie because I think the through line is good. And, then, like, as I said, there's good moments, especially towards the end. But then there's some really bad moments that just... Yeah. Yeah, so they kind of offset each other in a way to where I'm just, like, somewhere in the middle with it. Yeah. I mean, I definitely don't hate it from what I remember, but it is, like the weakest by far and just yeah super mid but yeah um that's about it for me all right well that is it for me um i believe we will be back next week with if we make it back either if i survive (laughs) um with e either transformers or the flash i'm not really sure what we're planning on uh, I was going to have them, I was going to have the guys record an episode without me and see if they could get Eric on the Transformers expert, but, uh, I might be back in time, uh, to record with them. So not sure what the plan is, but, uh, stay tuned as always. And Travis, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me, I believe at Travis Paul, uh, just my first and last name combined on Letterbox and untapped. All right, and always, uh, Cinephiles Digest. Got to give it a plug. Oh yeah! If you want to hear more, <laughs> if you want to hear more Spider Talk, head over, head over and listen to them. Don't, yes. Don't know when that's gonna drop, but uh, stay tuned as always. All right, and if you want to send us a question or comment, you can email us at suddencinemapodcast at gmail.com or on Instagram at suddencinemapodcast, and I am on Letterbox and Untapped at the KG Project. And thanks for listening. Cheers, guys. Drew me away from the